48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines. The High Court rules that so-called ding rights, which enable male indigenous villagers to build small homes in the new territories, are constitutional. But the ding rights ruling is welcomed by some opponents because it removes a villager's entitlement in certain cases. And a Cathay, a Cathay Dragon flight from Kaohsiung to Hong Kong makes an emergency landing shortly after taking off. The High Court has ruled that the so-called ding rights, which enable male indigenous villagers to build small homes in the new territories, are constitutional, but only if the houses are built on private land, not plots obtained from the government. Handing down his judgment on a judicial review over the controversial policy, Justice Chow said that challenging the policy on the ground of discrimination would be inconsistent with the basic law. The lawyer representing the Hong Yi Kuk, Alfred Lam, says it's important that the court has confirmed the basic rights of indigenous villagers. I think uh, to a certain extent the, uh, the uh, lawful rights and uh, interests of the uh, indigenous villagers uh, is clearly uh, protected under the judgment. Uh, paragraph 130, very important. At least the judgment says that uh, uh, the free building license is a lawful traditional right and interest under the basic law, Article 40. Very, very important. But Brian Wong from the Liber or Liber Research Communities says this is a defeat for indigenous villagers as they're no longer entitled to build a small house. He also says it's not true that indigenous villagers have long stopped building these houses on land that was granted by or exchanged with the government. It is subject to government decision whether or not they would grant the small house to the villagers. So it is not entirely a traditional right. In the past few years, there are also sporadic cases of small house grounds being made by land exchanges and private city grounds. And also, the government is going to proceed with the village expansion area scheme. One is in Sha Tin, one is in Yunlong. The village expansion scheme has to be made through uh, private city grounds. The government has all along been approving small house grounds through these two channels. So the government must change the policy. One of the applicants for the judicial review, Guokchuk Kin, said he's happy with the court ruling. He says he believes the court decision will bar indigenous people from allowing others to build small houses using their ding rights. Another applicant, Hendrik Loy, said he thinks the court's ruling is better than expected because the court has banned two out of three ways through which the indigenous villagers could build small houses. But he says he doesn't agree with the court decision that an indigenous male's right to build small houses is a traditional right, saying it was only introduced by the government in the 1970s under the small house policy. He says they'll make an appeal on that basis within a day. A Cathay Dragon flight from Kaohsiung to Hong Kong had to make an emergency landing shortly after taking off this morning. A Cathay spokesman said flight KA-451 landed safely back at the southern Taiwanese city at around half past eight this morning. All 330 people on board are safe. Taiwanese media said the Airbus A330 airliner may have been involved in a bird strike. Five men aged between 22 and 41 have been arrested for disorderly conduct in a public place after they clashed with a police patrol yesterday morning. Officers had been trying to break up a group of around 20 men on Hillwood Road in Simsatse when the men surrounded them and shouted back. The officers then called for backup. Those arrested are believed to be gang members. Tsang Chun... Tsang Chun Ban is an assistant district commander. The, the police officer at scene actually observed that they were uh, apparently drunk and they were uh, 
dispo, dis, obeying the instruction of the uh, police officer asking them to disperse. Um, this is, uh, but before that, um, the, what we saw is they are coming down from uh, liquor license premises. We are trying to uh, locate all the people involved in that uh, incident. Labour Party lawmaker Fernando Zhang has called on the government to let the public choose between his proposal on improving residential care homes and one put forward by the Social Welfare Department. The department's working group is reviewing rules on care homes for the elderly and people with disabilities. It will submit its report next month. This will be followed by a public consultation. Mr. Jiang says residents are only legally entitled to 6.5 square meters each, and he wants this increase to 16 square meters. However, he says the department is only suggesting an increase to 9.5 square meters. Many of them are stuck in these care homes 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. With such limited space, even if it is increased from 6.5 to 8 square meters, we're talking about more or less an area of a parking space per person. This would be too restrictive and certainly not healthy for uh, these residents. A member of the Medical Council, Choi Gina, says there's broad support among council members to hold a second vote on proposals to relax requirements for foreign doctors to work here. But the final decision will rest with the medical body's chairman, Joseph Lau, and the council's legal advisors. Dr. Choi says a second vote could take place next month. This follows an outcry last week over the council's decision to reject proposals to bring in foreign doctors to relieve staff shortages, mainly in public hospitals. Under current House rules, the same topic can't be retabled for six months after it had been vetoed by the Council. Dr. Choi also said the voting system must change if there's another vote. Last week's vote required members to vote for or against each option. Dr. Choi believes members should just be allowed to pick one option. The mechanism of the voting will have to be changed so that a definitive outcome uh, can arrive. The voting mechanism this time is flawed flawed so that uh, we didn't come to any final outcome because it requests the four options to be discussed at the same time. If we separate the different components of the options and discuss each one by itself, then uh, definitely there will be an outcome for each component. The Consumer Council says four fitness centres have been using high-pressure tactics to force people into expensive contracts. The watchdog said it had received more than 230 complaints against the centres in Mong Kok and Causeway Bay. They're accused of tricking consumers into giving up their credit cards or even verbally threatening them. Council spokesman Antonio Kwong said young people appear to have been targeted. In most of the complaints, the complainants were predominantly young people, with over 90% of them aged 25 or younger. And some of them were even mentally incapacitated. Young consumers, under the threats of personal safety, succumbed to the unrelenting pressure to sign the contract so as to swiftly escape from the uncomfortable situation. Some traders also resorted to unconventional payment methods, including taking the complainants to major chain stores to buy gift vouchers to pay for fitness center memberships, or requiring bank transfers or electronic electronic payments. And in some cases, the funds were transferred to the personal accounts of the salespersons. The British Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt says he's formally lodged initial concerns with the Hong Kong government, including the the Security Secretary John Lee, about the SAR's proposed amendments to its extradition law. This was revealed in a letter to the last colonial governor, Chris Patton, who shared it with Hong Kong Watch. Mr Hunt said it was vital that Hong Kong enjoys and is seen to enjoy the full measure of its high degree of autonomy and the rule of law, as set out in the joint declaration. 
Mr. Hunt said his department would continue to monitor developments. Korean Air's chairman, whose family leadership of the airline included scandals such as his daughter's infamous nut rage incident, has died of an unspecified illness. His family was the driving force behind the Hanjin conglomerate, the parent of Korean Air. Robert Kemp reports. Cho Yang-ho's death comes less than two weeks after a shareholder vote to remove the 70-year-old from the company's board, following a series of scandals surrounding the ruling family. He had been indicted on a number of charges, including embezzlement and tax evasion. But Mr Cho had remained chairman and on-board role. His eldest daughter, Cho Hyun-ah, was formerly the head of cabin service. In 2014, she received worldwide notoriety after her on-board tantrum about nuts being served in a packet in first class. Her actions led to the delay of a Korean air flight from New York. The Cho family also faced intense criticism after employees alleged they were mistreated. President Trump has announced he's replacing his Homeland Security Secretary, Kirsten Nielsen. The president thanked her for her service but gave no immediate reason for the change. He said Kevin McAleenan would take over the job in an acting capacity. RTHK's Washington correspondent Barry Wood says President Trump wasn't satisfied with her action on illegal immigration. She's been 16 months on the job. She was the deputy of the previous Homeland Security chief, John Kelly, who then went to the White House and then left that job. I've got a feeling that the president wants tougher action on the border. 6,000 people are coming across every day uh, illegally. And whether Kirsten Nielsen said, look, I have trouble getting these bureaucracies to work together. We've got a big problem here. Whether she was frustrated and wanted out or whether the president said, hey, we've got to have a tougher policy from Homeland Security. That remains to be seen. I wouldn't want to get ahead. But she did meet with the president at five o'clock this afternoon. His announcement on Twitter was rather terse. So I've got a feeling that the president was not satisfied. London has begun enforcing a scheme to clean up its polluted air through an ultra-low emission zone for vehicles in the city centre. Transport accounts for about half of all emissions of nitrogen oxide, which are associated with increased risks of asthma, cancer and stroke. The BBC's Victoria Gill has more. From today, the most polluting vehicles will be charged a fee to enter the city centre. The zone covers the area currently subject to the congestion charge, but by October 2021, it will be expanded to cover an area 18 times larger. The aim is to discourage people with the most polluting vehicles, primarily older diesels, from driving into central London. And while it begins in the capital, towns and cities around the UK and around the world are planning similar restrictions. Nissan Motor shareholders have voted out former chairman Carlos Ghosn as a director, severing his last ties with a carmaker. Mr. Gone has been arrested over claims of financial misconduct. The former Nissan chief has denied any wrongdoing. Currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 111.35 yen. The euro stands at 1 U.S. dollar 12 cents and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 25 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 30,015. That's 78 points up on the previous close. Market turnover, market turnover was $65.6 billion. Sport, here's Adam Jones. Let's start in the NBA. Steph Curry stepped up by scoring 27 points to help the Golden State Warriors clinch the number one seed in the Western Conference. They beat the LA Clippers 131-104 to in their final regular season game at the Oracle Arena in Oakland, their home for the past 47 years. The Warriors will move to a new building in San Francisco next season. Elsewhere, the Houston Rockets broke their NBA record by making 27 three-pointers in a 149 
9-113 blowout of the Phoenix Suns. Eric Gordon made eight of those threes. In the East, the top-seeded Milwaukee Bucks beat the Atlanta Hawks 115-107 to record 60 wins for the first time since 1981. And the Orlando Magic have made the playoffs for the first time in seven years. They rallied from a 13-point first-half deficit to beat the Boston Celtics 116-108. To football now, Watford are through to the final of the English FA Cup. They came from behind to beat Wolverhampton Wanderers 3-2 after extra time at Wembley. Watford will play Manchester City in the final on May the 18th. Here's a recap from the BBC's Ian Dennis. An epic, dramatic semi-final capped by a remarkable comeback from Watford. Wolves were 2-0 up with 11 minutes remaining. A Doherty header and a superb finish from Jimenez. Watford's hopes look forlorn. An exquisite goal from substitute Dale Feo reduced the arrears, but Wolves were still seconds away from reaching the final when Dendonka fouled Dini in the 94th minute to give away a penalty. The resulting spot kick hammered home by Dini. The momentum had changed, and Dale Afeo, who transformed the game, steered in the extra-time winner as Watford reached their first FA Cup final since 1984. Everton defeated Arsenal 1-0 to claim their third straight win in the English Premier League, while Arsenal missed a chance to go third. Defender Phil Jagielka scored his first goal for Everton in two years. He's lost his place on the side to Michael Keane, but he says he's always been ready to play. You've got to be patient. Uh, that's part and part of f- football and, and squad football these days, which is which is key in the Premier League. So as much as sometimes you don't like it and enjoy not playing, you've got to be sort of big enough to accept it and um, try your best and, and 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 train as well as you can. So when you do get the opportunities like today, I'm not sure I've been training to score goals, but um, you know keeping it out is is, is the main priority. Juventus were forced to put their Italian Serie A title celebrations on hold after second-place Napoli drew one apiece at home to 10-men Genoa. A Genoa win would have handed Juve their eighth consecutive Serie A title with a record seven matches to spare. Paris Saint-Germain's title celebrations were also put on hold as well. They were held 2-2 by Strasbourg. PSG remained 20 points clear of Lille, who were held one all by Reims. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, our top stories once again. The High Court rules that so-called ding rights, which enable male indigenous villagers to build small homes in the new territories, are constitutional. But the ding rights ruling is welcomed by some opponents because it removes a villager's entitlement in certain cases. And a Cathay Dragon flight from Kaohsiung to Hong Kong makes an emergency landing shortly after taking off. The news from RTHK.
I never saw me 